Welcome back to the show, episode 87, Afternoon Snack Podcast. Today, we are going to tell some stories. This is a story time episode. We're going to relive some of our life lessons from our weirdest days. Some of them we've told before, some of them we have not. But I think it's going to be really fun to relive, re-cringe in many cases, and hopefully come away with some, yeah, some positive takeaways. But first, we have a more recent story that we find very entertaining. I feel like when you when you have pets, when you get a dog or you get a cat, like your life beca- immediately becomes a little bit more simple. You start, <laughs> you know what I mean? Or you become more simple. <laughs> Both. But you start, I think, I mean, maybe this is why you get dogs. You just kind of take pleasure in in more simple things because dogs are simple. Even, you know, smart dogs. I think Rue's a smart dog and she's still very simple. And I'm not really convinced that she's more intelligent than Ivy at this point, even though the internet says she is, but I just don't see it. But Ivy's very smart. So it's like, that doesn't really help <clears throat> Rue's case very much. No. She is an exceptionally smart cat. Um, Rue really likes to hump Alex, which was just about to happen. You, it was off screen. There's no way you could see it. It's like her favorite pastime is when she's feeling bored or, I guess, pent up. She likes to hump, uh, hump Alex, specifically. I'm a very attractive person. You are. Clearly, you bring out urges in everyone. So the story... Except for you. <clears throat> uh-huh. The story, uh, you bring something out of me. I, uh, yeah, can't, don't, I don't think we should go there <laughs> okay. on this podcast. Um, Save it for therapy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that went really well last time. The, um, the story, <laughs> the story. Okay, so Rue is, what, a little over six months, and so we've been venturing into some dog parks. I'm not always the biggest dog park fan, but the ones here are really good. And we go to this one that's um, way up on Sarcy, if you're familiar with Calgary, it's the like Edward the South dog park. It's like one of the one way up on the hill. Those cities in the background is really pretty. It's very large dog park. And we're there the other day. <clears throat> um, we're walking and they can get pretty far away from you. Like, I don't know, probably a hundred meters away, maybe. And, you know, so I'm looking at Rue and I'm like, oh, like, she's so cute. She's made friends with some some new people, which isn't totally... Um, you know, outrageous. She does do that. So I'm like watching Rue. She's like running around these two women. And then all of a sudden I look down and there's Rue. And I'm like, well, if you're here, who is that? And um, Rue has a, a doppelganger. I thought for sure, I was like, we're going to get up to this dog. It's going to be a brown border collie, Australian shepherd mix. And they're going to be related. But he wasn't brown. He was actually black, and he was all border collie. But man, did they look alike! We've run into him again two times now. His name is Panda. Rue Rue ran her little ass off yesterday with Panda, so much so that now she needs a rest day. She's getting a and Rue hates rest days more than I hate rest days. Yeah, she she gets a little what's the word stir crazy. Yes, frenetic little pent up but anyways it's just kind of one of those moments i love a good doppelganger like they have the the same markings on like the, they have the spot on the back of their head that's very distinct yeah the spot is like from behind they look identical yeah they both have the same tip tail that curls up they have four socks no stockings like not a ton of white on either of them so they just, yeah, they look really similar. And their mannerisms are the same. The way they like trot around with each other, exact same. Um, so that was a pretty cool and humorous discovery. Um, yeah, rest day is going really well. So <laughs> Rue is currently attacking. <laughs> yeah. Does she need to go in her box? No, she's okay. For the next 30 seconds, she'll be okay. <laughs> and we're back. Um, but anyways, I'm sure every dog has many doppelgangers, but, um, all right, let's get to it. What is our first story, Alex? 
give it a title. We'll start with the title and then we'll go with the story. Okay. Lesson number one, and this is for you to tell. Oh. Always make a list, even if there is only one thing on it. That's the title. That's the lesson. That's the lesson. All right, I and know what this story is. This is something that hasn't happened once, but twice. I mean, honestly, the number of times that this has almost happened is much higher than two, but um, it has happened twice. So I guess I will tell it in chronological order. No, tell the story about when you were in North Carolina first. Okay, the most recent one? Okay. So, um, uh, and I'm sure I'm not the only one who does this, but number one, (laughs) as a a gay woman, I don't really like keep track of my menstrual cycle. It's not relevant. We don't have pregnancy scares. There's not like, oh no, I'm late. You know, I don't have to go run off and buy a pregnancy test. So I don't really keep, it's fairly regular. I don't have it in my calendar. Sometimes, she also doesn't get like PMS symptoms. So all of a sudden it'll be like, oh shoot, got my period. Yeah. I don't really have a lot of tells. Um, yeah. So it sometimes does sneak up on me. And I went to North Carolina for American Thanksgiving. So back in November and it, it snuck up on me right up. And um, my sister Number one is pregnant, and then number two is like a diva cup user. So I'm like, hey, um, no, I'm not using a diva cup, and I'm definitely not using a used diva cup. So I have to go. She didn't have anything. Like, she didn't have any tampons. Meredith so, also doesn't keep a stock of tampons. I don't. Emergent. She, she's like, she gets her, her period, and she's like, I have one tampon. Must go to the store immediately. Well, no, I had more than one, but I had like four regulars. So I was like, well, that's not. I mean, that rounds down to zero. Um, so, yeah, um, I did manage to make it into like, uh, I don't know, 7.45. And I was like, okay, hey, I got to go to the store. 7.45 so, p.m. P.m. Yeah. So it's like nighttime. So I go to the store and um, to get to get tampons, walk in. And then I walk in the door and I'm struggling. I think I have ADHD. I'm in the diagnosis sort of process, not diagnosed, very highly likely that I have it. So I walk in the store and drugstores are just very like overstimulating. And I walk in and I go, oh, I, you know what? I need a toothbrush because I did need a toothbrush. I, I forgot to bring my toothbrush. And so I go to the toothbrush aisle and then I'm like looking at all these toothbrushes because I usually use a like a Sonicare. It's been forever since I bought a regular toothbrush to use. I'm like, wow, there's like so many toothbrush options. So I'm looking at like the bristles, like soft, medium. I'm looking at the design. Some of them have little like rubber things in there. What you want to avoid with toothbrushes while we're on the topic are the toothbrushes that have on the other side of the bristles, Uh like a tongue cleaner. Oh, yeah. I hate those because when they're rubbing up against your cheek, Mm. it can irritate me. Okay. So well, I'm glad you didn't get one of those. No, I, I do have one of those. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, that one. Have you looked at it? It has the, the rubber on the backside okay. of it. Okay. Does yeah. it bother the inside of your, your I've mouth? I've never thought about okay. it, but now I'm probably going to have to throw it away. <laughs> so anyways, I'm, I'm looking at all the different types, and then there's like this one. It's like black. And I'm like, oh, they got me with the marketing. But it's like a char- activated charcoal toothbrush. In my head, I'm like, this is complete bullshit. But I do like the way that it looks. And... So I'm like, huh, I'm going to buy this activated charcoal Colgate toothbrush. So I, I pick it out and I look at it and I'm like, oh, I'm going to buy some of my favorite toothbrush or toothpaste while I'm here because I don't get to use that because you buy your Pronamel here. So I was like, I'm going to buy my Arm & Hammer because I really like it. So I get my Arm & Hammer toothbrush or not, toothpaste. We're not sponsored. Not sponsored by Arm & Hammer yet. Or Pronamel. Uh, or Colgate. <laughs> <laughs> so I get my toothbrush, I get my toothpaste, and I, I like proudly march up to the uh cashier and i ring out and i get back in the car and i'm driving home and i'm already so excited if you know if you you have h if you have adhd you probably know like when you buy a new thing you have to go use it immediately and so i'm just like i cannot wait to brush my teeth it's gonna feel really good i like to be naughty with manual toothbrushes because um you know with sonicare when you push too hard it's like you're pushing too hard your gum you don't want to brush your gums too hard but like sometimes i like brushing my gums kind of hard it feels it feels good and it's like but it's kind of you don't want to do it all the time so i was like i'm gonna go brush the shit out of my gums that's gonna make them bleed and feel amazing 
Says the person who also doesn't <coughs> floss. Yeah, that's why my gums bleed. Um, <laughs> so I get home, uh, or I'm on the way home, and I'm thinking about that, and I'm like, shit, tampons. <laughs> you know, the thing that I went to the store to get. Forgot it. Didn't get the one thing. I got two things that weren't on my list, but I did not get the, the thing that I really kind of urgently needed at this point. So I drive back, and there's another drugstore. I'm like, shoot, I don't know, like, be that person that walks back in the drum. Oh, I, I was here to get tampons, and I fucking forgot. So I go to the other drugstores. Like, I went to a Walgreens, and then there's a CVS. I'm like, I'm just going to go to CVS because they don't know that I was just in there, and I have to come back in there. I don't. They don't know that. I was just in Walgreens. So I go to CVS, walk up, closed. It was 8.02 at this point, and they closed at 8. And I was like, shit. So then I'm like looking around. I'm like, surely there's like got to be another store, and there's like a gas station. And I'm like, you don't want gas station no. tampons. They're like cardboard applicator. You don't do that. That is never. I mean, in it, extreme circumstances, yes. You did have to buy some of those <clears throat> when we were in Copenhagen. Mm-hmm. Yes. That happened in Copenhagen too. Yeah. You were like, I don't have any tampons. And like, I don't know what is up if it's a European thing, but like. They love to suffer. They didn't have any like 21st century tampons. <laughs> yeah. Also, have you seen the ones that like don't have an applicator? I'm like, hey, what the hell do you do with this thing? <laughs> do I swallow it? How does it get there? <laughs> I have to, I guess I swallow it and it just ends okay. up there. So this is a pattern. Yeah. Um, so anyways, I, I'm like, shoot, I'm going to have to go back to this Walgreens. So I like, oh, I go park the car and I'm like looking in there and I'm like, maybe there's like another person working. Nope. Just the one person. So, um, I'm, I walk in and they also were closing at eight, but they didn't have the gate all the way pulled and the door opened and then they looked over and I was like, I'm sorry, I I was just here, but I... No, wasn't she like, sorry, we're closed. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, I was just I was just here, but I really need to buy some tampons. And she was like, oh, <laughs> yes, come in. Which, like, thank goodness it was a woman, because, like, I'm not sure a dude, he'd be like, no, get the hell out of here. <laughs> uh, we're closed, go on. Bleed all over the place. <laughs> um, so anyway, she let me in. So it was embarrassing. That was like... I'm, I was like, you should learn your lesson after that one, but I'm sure I, I won't. And then the time before, that was in Calgary, and that was when we had kind of first started dating, and I think this was maybe your first experience, the way that my brain doesn't work sometimes. Yeah, I was I was going to correct you if you were to say the way that your brain works, because it doesn't really. Mm-hmm. No so offense. I go to the, that's okay. I, I, I have to, we're in downtown Calgary in a high rise, which means that we're walking to the drugstore. And so the drugstore here, um, going to shoppers on, uh, what, like first... If you live, yeah, whatever. Irrelevant detail. It's on First Ave. First Street? I don't know. Whatever. McLeod. <sighs> um, this is what happens when we record podcasts first thing in the morning, by the way. Like, just you coffee. become manic? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I go to the drugstore to get tampons, which I definitely do need. We're in that situation again. This was, through, what, four years ago, five years ago? And I come back, and I, 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 I had a bag. Like, I got a bag. You did buy a bunch of things. And I unpacked the things that I bought. Uh, and instead, and this was an accident. This was not, this was, I did not need these. I somehow just ended up with them in my basket instead of tampons. And what they were was Gillette Venus replacement razor blades. That's what I ended up without within my. The thing about those two is they're like $40. I know. It's like not even in the realm of the same. No. Cost. Like, <laughs> I had to, it was probably like an $80 trip and i was like yep that sounds great i guess you know that things are more expensive here in canada land and that was uh that was yeah so the the moral of the story is even when there's only one thing on your grocery list if you're like me you make that grocery list and you look at it so have you been making grocery lists since no no but i should we have a shared grocery list now yeah we did go to the grocery store yesterday because again she needed tampons and she comes in back into the truck and she throws a Kit Kat bar on my lap, which I was stoked about because I really like Kit Kat bars. And, and then I was like, but did you get the tampon? She's like, I did. <laughs> Major. Yeah. Win. Yep. That was uh so always make a list. What's number two. Okay. Number two is another one for you. 
Okay. And that's don't wear two pairs of pants when one pair will do. Mm. Alternate title, you are not a trendsetter. Yes, I remember this one well. Uh, okay, so let me set the stage. It's last winter. Okay, stage is set. Um, <laughs> like co- kind of coming out of COVID. Coming out of COVID, we're going to a nice restaurant uh, in Calgary. It was, I think, with your parents and maybe your grandpa. It oh, it was, was for his birthday. Yeah. I think that's what it was, right? Yeah, for sure. Um, so we're getting ready and I'm like, you know, I haven't been fashionable in about a year and a half. You know, we've been doing sweatpants, no bras, we're COVID fashion only. And so I'm like, I'm going to dress up. And I had bought like a new jacket that day, ADHD thing. You got to wear and use things right away. I'm the opposite. I buy something and it has to sit. It needs to age. It does. It needs to age like a fine wine. Uh It's more surprising and more enjoyable (sighs) when I've forgotten that I have it. And then I'm like, oh, yeah, I bought this two months ago. Yeah. Or like sometimes I buy running shoes and then even though I don't need them and then I can save them. Mm-hmm. And then when I need them, they're ready. Yeah. Bit of a Kanban system you got going on. Yeah. I mean, effective, I guess. Not the way I do things. So anyways, I was kind of excited to dress up. So here's what I decided to do. I have these black Joe's denim jeans and they have holes kind of in the thigh and on the knee um they're like sort of skinny cut which i guess are out of style now anyways i shouldn't have even worn these i think they were out of style last year too but whatever it's COVID. i don't know what's in style anymore i got my ripped skinny jeans from like 2018 and that's what i'm gonna wear um and they're stretchy and i was like you know what it's pretty cold out it was like minus um 15 i think that day was snowing so i was like i'm gonna do something really high fashion i'm gonna wear Underneath these black ripped skinny jeans, I'm going to wear black tights. And I didn't have any like black pantyhose. I was like, but I have Lululemon Wonder Unders. I have pantyhose. If you can believe it, I could have lent them to you. Well, that's not where my head was, Alex. I had made And also, decision. why would anyone want to wear pantyhose? I don't know. Why do you have pantyhose? <laughs> because I used to work in an office. Did you ever used to? Did you ever put pants? I don't even know why I used to wear pantyhose, but I definitely maybe like. I don't even think they were. I, they were like black tights, like the tights you would wear under a skirt. Yeah. I don't think I ever wore like full blown pantyhose where you can get like a run. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Like that's the that's the worst. That's so yeah. Anyways, pantyhose. Never, never, <laughs> never again. Am I doing pantyhose? Um, so I put on never legit- again. Am I wearing any? dress or skirt yeah in an office um i put on legit yoga tights like wonder unders not a line the wonder under tights underneath the jeans and it was cold i also put on like cow like some boots um <laughs> and like i had my jacket on meredith thought feeling- we were eating outside yes <laughs> uh i was i was pretty well yeah layered layered up um so we get there and it's if you've ever been to the Nash, they have another restaurant called Notable that's over in Bonas, and it's like a wood-fired kind of place where they have rotisseries going. We walk in, and it is like hot. It is warm. Yeah, even there. I was warm, and I'm never warm. Yeah, and so I'm wearing two pairs of pants. They're both tight, and what I forgot is like even though the jeans are stretchy, when you put yoga pants underneath the jeans and sit down going to be pretty uncomfortable around your waist it'd be like wearing a thick pair of ski socks and ski boots basically which you've also done before yeah basically i was wearing compression like just like compress everything was compressed in fact the the waitress came by and she had to she had to physically push me back down into my seat because my pants had stood me up that's how tight they were i was standing up by accident it was literal work to stay seated and that was after i had unbuttoned the button which i also do with all of well i don't wear skinny jeans anymore but when i did yeah i would never sit down with the button done up yeah that's like a recipe for a stomach ache (laughs) horrible and then on top of that like you know they come by it's covid times i am sweating i'm pretty sure that they were like we gotta get that girl out of the restaurant no, you held your cool. I remember you leaning over being like, I shouldn't have worn two pairs of pants. Um, it was bad. And it was like, that's a, a restaurant where you sit there for a while. Yeah. 
Um, and I don't know. I've like, I, number one, not a trendsetter. I was wearing pants that aren't even in fashion. And I was at, I was wearing two pairs at that. Um, not my best decision ever. So don't wear two pairs of pants when one pair will do. Mm-hmm. Don't try to set new trends at dinner with your in-laws and your grandpa. Nobody I, cares. I wore the other day, when I ski, I have, for my snow pants, I have shells. They're not insulated, but they're very good. Like they're windbreaking, waterproof. But you have to wear substantial long underwear underneath. Mm-hmm. And I have two pairs of long underwear, one that kind of go down to my ankles and then one pair that go just to under the knee, which are ideal for skiing because you don't want like a bunch of fabric stuffed into the top of your boot cuff. So, but then we bought new long underwear from Helly Hansen. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, well now that I have three pairs of long underwear, might as well wear all three because I was wearing two pairs. But the Helly Hansen underwear, the... The elastic band, yeah, waistband, like waistband, is seriously tight. See, I don't find it that tight. I didn't, mine's fine. I was like, so what I did was I, I snipped the waistband halfway down to try to create some like space. Like, well, so it wasn't it, as tight. Doesn't it roll? Like, wouldn't that make it roll down? It didn't. Huh. They didn't roll down. But apparently it, they were still too tight. And I got an awful stomach ache just mm. from the pressure of the like tightness on my but you're also lower like abdominal. the most sensitive like your I know whole I life I is really like the princess in the pea uh, yeah I'm really adverse to tight clothing yeah especially pants and tops so and bras you can imagine how excited Alex was when like the baggy jean baggy shirt <laughs> yeah like look came into style She's back. Like, I've been wearing this since 2005. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I wear, I size up in everything. And even it's so bad that when I go to the gym, which I don't really do anymore, but when I used to, I used to not put my leggings on until I got to the gym. Yeah. Because I, that's how much I hate having tight things on my body. Like obviously when you're working out, I'm not going to wear like loose pants because that would have like another issue. Yeah. But like just wearing like specifically in the car too. Okay. So here's something that I used to do that I don't know how I did this. It's hilarious to think about. So I grew up, I was a swimmer, um, which in, yeah, when you're like high school age, the only time to get pool time for year round teams is like, f- like five in the morning. So I would have practice at like five fifteen, five thirty in the morning. And same thing in this. It really, it was like, yeah, it was year round. The summertime was a little bit later, but I was so lazy. And I think this was just, you know, you're a, a teenager who, frankly, no business getting up at 4.30 in the morning. I don't know why that's a good thing to do or acceptable. But anyways, I used to sleep in my bathing suit. My, like, one piece, my training suit, I would sleep in it. <laughs> so literally the only thing, like, my alarm would go off. I would stand up. I would put on sweatpants and a sweatshirt. I would grab my swim bag, and I would get in the car. That was, like, that was the extent of my morning. I didn't even think I brushed my teeth most of the time. And I would swim go to practice, come home, like get ready. Sometimes I would go back to sleep for like 20 minutes and then go to school. I would sleep in my bathing suit. I definitely slept. If any of you out there have ski raced, again, it's early mornings. And I would, there were moments or nights where I slept in my downhill suit. Whoa, that's actual compression. Not full body, just the lower body. Yeah, I mean, so... I was also that kid who needed to be first on the hill. My parents loved it. I mean, that's so... Like, so they would say, we need to leave at 7. I'd be like, we have to leave at 6.15. And I would put my boots on in the car. So that as soon as we arrived into the parking lot, I was ready to go. Was the car parked when you opened the door? Or (laughs) did you do like a a hit the ground and roll? Hit the ground and roll. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, things have changed, I guess, for you. Yeah. It's funny now when we go skiing because we're pretty leisurely and we'll go at like 10 a.m. or 11 a.m. sometimes even just for like afternoon. And in the back of my mind, it just seems so wrong because for so many years, it was up at like five or six in the car, get going. Like I remember my mom would make us breakfast and that consisted of dry, untoasted bagels 
prepped the night before with peanut butter. Are you serious? Yeah. I mean, so <laughs> you could pick the night before what you wanted. Oh, so you could. what you wanted on your on your bagel. Yeah. And so I would often pick peanut butter, but the bagel place we used to go to had mini bagels. Yeah. So my mom always makes fun of me because I used to be like, okay, I want one half of one mini bagel with butter and one half of one mini bagel, cinnamon raisin with peanut butter. And then one mini bagel with half peanut butter and half jam. <laughs> it's like, what? And then half the time I wouldn't even eat breakfast. I was like one of those kids that never kind of ate mm-hmm. enough and it was like kind of trying to get me to eat more. But, but I remember would- those bagels. Like it was like eating a Nutri-Grain bar. The, there was no amount of moisture in your mouth. Yeah, you're like this, whatever I'm eating is for horses, not yeah. humans. Yeah. I don't know. I think that's a good, like you work hard so that you don't have to do those things anymore. Get up early. Mm-hmm. You can now go and leisure ski in the afternoon for two hours yeah. and go home. Well, I mean, I still get up early because you need to, I need to go for my run. You need to walk the dog. You need to do some work and then we can go skiing. Right. But it all works out. Yes. Um, okay. Let's go to, I don't really know what the title of this one is. Why don't we call it uh, little white lies about stuff you buy are still lies and you shouldn't do that (laughs) often okay there's the lesson there's the lesson okay you want to go so i'm frugal i guess is the word that i will use meredith likes another word i like miserly i feel like miserly is more like a i don't like sharing i don't like spending money on other people scrooge element to my but i'm just like not really a person who likes to spend money it stresses me out meredith is the other on the other end of the spectrum i am not on the other end of the spectrum you're not a spendthrift you're not a spendthrift but you're you're more liberal with spending money yeah i'm like if i want something and i can justify it i will get it and by justify she means to herself not to me yeah meredith approaches things like ask for (coughs) forgiveness not permission sometimes Sometimes keep going with this story and then I'll explain it in a way that makes me not seem like <laughs> deliberately hiding everything from you. Go ahead. Only some things. Yes. Go ahead. So I'm pretty, I have not to toot my own horn here, but I have a lot of awareness. Mm-hmm. I have a, a very in tune. What's the word? Um, when bullshit you can detect, yeah, bullshit detector meter. Spidey senses for bullshit. Yeah. And I'm also just like very aware of things in the house. Like if something moves, I can tell very quickly. So, <laughs> or if something's added to the house, I notice it. And I'm like, I'm the type that's like, if there's a cardboard box, it has to leave the house right away. Has something been brought <laughs> into my space? The energy has shifted. That's like you. Yeah. Yeah. I just had to stand And the up energy to do that. shifts negatively usually if it's something <laughs> Meredith brings in. Was something purchased recently? Anyways, so like okay, so she brings she buys a drill. Okay. Your 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 first okay, fact she, is already she, off. She buys Actually, you know what? I'm just go with it. You know what? I'm going to tell it from my perspective. Yeah. yeah. She buys <clears throat> a drill. And I I don't know anything about home hardware. Clearly. That's not hardware, that's a power tool. And I look at it and I think to myself we have one of those. And, but I know because Meredith has mentioned it, it's some other kind of drill that she thinks that she needs. A driver. It's a driver. Mm-hmm. But it, it's the same. It does the same things. And we're not doing DUIs around here. Meredith just wanted it. That's my perspective. Mm-hmm. And so, instead of telling me she was going to buy it, she just... Or just buying it, even just buying it and saying, I've bought this with my own money. Just accept it. She hides it from me. (laughs) But you don't even hide it somewhere special. You hide it right in plain sight. But like it's clearly been hidden. (laughs) I'm just letting you finish your your part of the story. A half ass, like I'm going to hide this from Alex. But there was no actual like, oh, Alex is probably going to clean up the cat a little later and see this right beside it. Hidden. 
<laughs> but not hidden. Sitting. <laughs> so here. like I see this thing and I'm like, that bitch. So the first thing I do is unpack it and walk right to Meredith. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And like I was it's hard as a as a half of a couple to know in those moments whether you should be more mad that they bought something that you don't think that we needed and number two mad that they hid it and are like lied to you uh-huh. and I can't even remember how that like ended up going but usually when Meredith gets caught in a lie she just digs herself deeper into the hole well at that point it's like it doesn't matter what your explanation is you've been caught yeah so anything is gonna feel what's like- done is done yeah. That's my, and I'm sure people are sitting there like, like, I don't know how that went. I'm positive that that turned into a massive, <laughs> unnecessary fight, but go ahead. Yeah. I'm sure people are sitting here listening, being like, oh man, Alex is the worst. And I am. Yeah. I really bad. am. You can't get away with much in this household. <laughs> no. So, but okay. Remember that at that time, like you have a concept of the difference between a drill and a driver. I actually now. don't. Oh. A driver's for when you have to push something in. Is that it? Well, a driver's more for, yeah, more for, you're not drilling holes, you're not screwing, it's more for like, you know, assembling equipment, like doing lag bolts, it yeah, has more power bolts. and torque behind it. I do know that we have used it it's for certain things. Impact driver, yeah. And it's been really handy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But at the time, you didn't really know the difference. All you knew was why do we have this other, we already have a green drill. Why is there another green drill sitting next to the cat litter box? Also, that's a stupid place to hide something. (laughs) My, like my rationale twofold. I knew if I could just like get it downstairs and unpackage it, you would, you would not probably notice for a really long time. Incorrect. Apparently. Please continue. Or I was like, you know what? I'm just going to put this here. I do need to explain it, but I don't feel like doing that right now because it was on, it was on sale and it was the same brand. Like it's a Ryobi, same brand that we have. It uses the same battery. And I was like, oh, this thing, I I have wanted it for a while and it's on sale. I'm going to get it. You don't go to Home Depot with me very often. So I was like, I'm just going to make this decision. There's no point in me messaging Alex. Hey, is it cool if I buy this driver? Because she's going to be like, what is that? What does it do? And then I have to explain what an impact driver does. So I'm just going to get it because I know we will use it. And the end, happily ever after. Completely justified. Yeah. I actually don't. I've learned my lesson. I just don't let Meredith go anywhere alone. People wonder why we're always together. And that's why. Like in Fernie, there's a furniture store that Meredith loves going to. It's so good. And unfortunately, she's making friends with the owner, which is also a problem. Fortunately. And so she'll be like, oh, I think I'm going to go downtown. And I'm like, oh, geez, no, I have to go. <laughs> and she always goes into that store to say hi and yeah. look around and buy something. Well, I've told Paul, I said, Paul, <laughs> if I ever walk in here and Al- you don't see Alex, it's game on. It's open season. That will never happen. Yeah. Um, but anyway, and also every day that something doesn't arrive at the front stoop from Amazon is a good day. Please. It's been weeks since anything's arrived from Amazon. You make me sound bad. Worse than I am. All right. Can we move on? Yeah. So moral of the story, probably don't lie to your partner. Or if you do, make sure you resolve it very quickly. We're going to um, do a full <clears throat> podcast on our on relationship things. Not all negative around Thanks around uh, Valentine's Day. Right. Yes. That's going to be a fun one. Mm-hmm. Um, let's skip over and go to the, the cell phone one. Oh, geez. Yeah. So the lesson is called always bring a cell phone when you go running. Parts one and two. Do you bring a cell phone when you run? No. Are you going to bring one today? No. So the lesson has not been no, learned. But that's the whole... That's the takeaway here. Yeah. So you learn the lesson and then part one of this actually occurred back in 2017 in North Carolina where I was getting massage. Alex was like, I'm going to go for a run while you're getting your massage. And I don't even know if you had mapped it out at that point. You were just kind of like. I did map it. And I think I had directions on my hand or something. And then you like sweated them all off because it was 95 degrees in the south and very humid. And also. 
Well, it's tough because when you write things on your hand, which I've done in the past, it was before I got my Garmin with maps. Yeah. So I was doing this in, in Palm Springs too. If you miss a street or if the sign isn't clear, it's hard to know whether you need to turn back yeah. to go back to that street or if you just haven't gone far enough. Yeah. So it's like, it's really easy to get lost even with like, it's like map quest directions written yeah. on your hand. That's how it works. Except also sweaty and likely to become smudged. So anyways, running around and also North Carolina, if you haven't been there, but you have been in the South, maybe you know what I'm talking about. Extremely dense pine trees and trees, very lush, very easy to get lost. It's like a, it's like a corn maze, but roads. It's not like here. Here's so easy to spot landmarks because there's no trees. It's just like flat and highly visible. That's not the way it is in the South. You have rolling hills. You have dense trees. Everything looks the same. Meandering roads. Meandering roads. Yeah. Nothing is straight. So anyways, finish up with my hour-long massage. Alex, you were running like 10, 12K, I think, maybe. Still oh, yeah, not I was going to go for an hour. Still not back. Still not back. Sitting in the... the, the and we were pretty new dating. Yeah, I didn't know that like getting lost was kind of your thing. <laughs> so I'm like, hey, um, I guess I'm going to get in my car and try to drive around and find her. And eventually I did. You were like running up the road. So I stopped. And it's like, it's hard. Again, you're at the beginning of the relationship. You can't, you're not at, like far enough into it where you can be mad, <laughs> where you can actually be mad. So you have to pretend like, oh, you got lost. Oh, you silly goose. What the fuck? Oh, I do that all the time. No, I fucking don't because I bring my phone. You know, like bring your phone. That's what I wanted to say, you freaking idiot. What is wrong with you? Are you simple? <laughs> Are you messed up in the head? Who who runs in the South without a phone? What if you get burgled or kidnapped? Or abducted. You big dummy. You, you dumb. Is that how you really felt? Yeah, that's how I felt. Because <laughs> you did not show that. actually stupid. Good job. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> and you still stayed with me. Yeah. Um, part two. Part two of that story. Fast we forward five years. <laughs> are in Arusha, Tanzania, after our safari. And the last day we were staying at this property that was on a golf course. And yeah, I mean, it's it's nice, but it's still it's still Arusha. It's still like um, not a particularly affluent area. Um, and not like... <sighs> We weren't, we weren't really staying on a resort. It was like a no, house. No, it was a house. Like you're not on a resort. You're like, you're kind of close to the regular civilization yeah. of that area. Which is not like problematic, but almost no one there seemed to speak a lot of English. Um, and yeah, just like you want to be careful being out and about by yourself. <clears throat> so <laughs> final morning, um, Alex, like I'm going to go run the golf course. And I decided I would go run too because I was sort of a little pent up at that point. But I'm not because I have my foot thing. I can't run for very long or very uh, fast. And then your dad also went for a run. So you, me, Alex, me, Garth running. And Alex running a little faster, which is fine. Uh, I think at one point you ran into like a family of monkeys. And no, so what, what I was going to do was there were two holes because I had walked the night before. There were two holes and it, and I thought, okay, I can do 10 K by just running back and forth mm -hmm. on these two holes. It'll be safe. And so that's what we are going to do. Like all of us, but not together, just kind of at our own pace. Mm -hmm. So that's how I started. And then I was like, this is super boring. I'm going to do another hole. So then I would, I did another hole. And then I think I did another hole on the other side. So we were at like 20 to 25 minutes and some, at some point you, <laughs> So I like went farther yeah. and you were expecting me to come back because you were behind me. Yeah. And then you and my dad were together and I never came back because I was doing another hole. Yeah. So you had kind of gone off to the left and then if you continued straight, there was a definite path. Yeah. And you end up on like a road. Yeah. And so you guys thought I had ended, gone to the road or something. Basically, I was lost. You thought I was lost. I was totally, I was just running more of the golf course but i didn't tell you that i was going to do that yeah and so you thought i had been well i'm like you're definitely the person 
who if there's a path, you're like, oh, just run down the path. There's yeah. a path. Like that's you. You yeah, do, do I that. do that. And so intuitively it was like, she's probably gone down this path. So we're like running down the path and then it spits you out on a road that's like about a hundred meters up the road. There's a big main gate and an even bigger road. And I'm like, she, she ran on, is she on the road? <laughs> Does she run out the gate? And so, um, we're like literally me and your dad are like looking at the ground, like the dirt for like your footprints. We were trying to track you like an animal <laughs> and not having a lot of success. Cause it's really rocky. And there were quite a few footprints. And so at one point this, this, uh, woman walks by and your dad is like, did you see someone running a girl? And, I don't think she spoke English, but she did say, yes, yes, and pointed to the gate. And so we were like, what the? F-? <laughs> so we go up to the gate and again, ask the people at the gate, have you seen a girl running? And they're like, yes, yes. And like, I don't know what, I, they didn't know what we were saying, but they were answering our question incorrectly. So we're like convinced that you've, you've taken off. And then your dad's like, well, there was a, there's a clubhouse. So maybe she ran out and then back into the clubhouse so we're kind of panicked at this point. We're running, you know, we run back sort of towards the main golf course, running around, trying, like literally just running around trying to find you. And here you come just, and this is probably like 20 minutes later. You, our runs are totally messed up now. <clears throat> and you just come trucking by and you're like, two more kilometers to go. <laughs> and like, I... I'm at like a 10 out of 10 and I don't know about your dad. I'm pretty sure your dad was also at like a 10 out of 10 and you finished. And then you were just like, what, what's wrong? Uh, I don't know. You just took off in Tanzania without telling anyone where you were going. That's what's wrong, Alex. That is what's wrong. I did end up going quite a ways out, but I was still on the golf course the whole time. And I did run into a pack of monkeys. Mm -hmm. I ended up like at this like halfway clubhouse. There was like uh, little fountains and stuff. It was quite a nice run. But yeah, when I got back and you were really mad and it was like, I was trying to be like, it's okay. I I just, sorry. I just did an an extra hole. And you were like, it took the whole day almost. Yeah. I was really upset. To get you like to forgive me for that. Anyway, it's still like, I never run with my phone because I don't want, it's my time away from my phone. I'm on my phone so much that I really enjoy just being like away from it. But there are, there are days where I'm running like a 25 or 30 K from one side of the city to the other. And I'm going to meet Meredith. She'll pick me up or my mom will pick me up or something. And I do wonder like, what if something happened? But I'm like, everyone has cell phones. You just go and ask to borrow one. Yeah. I still think there's, Probably a good reason to run with us. Probably, but yeah. I probably still won't. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Definitely tell the the world of listeners that you don't you you take off without a phone. No, you should though. Like, but I, I the, think in certain situations in certain areas, running with a phone should be a non-negotiable. Anyways, all right. What's next? Okay, the next one. Let's. Let's skip over to when in doubt, knock. What's that one about? That's the one on our first weekend together ever. Oh, in Miami. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So there are, I feel like whenever you you spend your first weekend with someone that you're interested in dating. And okay, I want to preface this. We hadn't known each other before we really booked this trip. No. We hadn't spent any time together in person and we were going to stay in a hotel room together. Yeah. Which was risky, but you know. Especially when you weren't sure if the other one was gay. Yeah. Like your sign is that she wants to stay in a hotel. Yeah. I mean, all signs were pointing. Room, by the way, that was really thoughtful. A double bed? Yeah. You booked two beds. I know. Because I was like, I don't know. I don't want to like show up in the bedroom and we're just friends and there's only one bed. And then you're like, oh, oh, uh, no. You don't want to be like, oh, darn. I definitely booked the double. (laughs) I don't know what's going on here. That's so awkward. 
anyways, the awkward thing. Um, yeah, so let's do this room is tiny. It's in Miami. Nice hotel. But the like <laughs> the bathroom door was was this like it was like something from a beach house. It was really lightweight wood and it was like vented and it, it slid. Yeah. But like it really wasn't a door. No. It was like it was vented, which meant there was no actual There's no actual door. There's no sound protection. I was like, how do you poop? How do you poop? The answer to that question is you go into the lobby yeah. every morning and pretend like you're getting coffee. So yeah, anyways, awkward thing that happened was I I don't know where I thought you were, because where the hell else would you be in this tiny room? But I just opened the bathroom door and you were taking a pee. And I was like, oh my God, I have to leave. I have to book a flight right now and I have to get out of this city. So always knock, always knock. It takes two seconds to knock and it prevents you from a really like awkward and avoidable situation with the person who you are trying to see naked. I don't really mind if someone walks in and I'm like peeing or something because it's like what, whatever. But when you do it to someone else, it's it's more not even like, oh, I've seen something because like how much do you actually see if someone's peeing for a girl? Like you're sitting down. It's just like, but it's more just like the the surprise. Yeah. Here's my question. Why do men suck so bad at latching bathroom doors? Like shared bathrooms, men never lock the door. Porta potties, you know how many men I've walked in really? on using a porta potty? Yes. I'm like lock the door, you fuck. It takes two seconds. Lock it. I do not want to see a wiener. Like, <laughs> I have set my life up. How many up. wieners have you seen? I have from- set my life up so I don't have to see a wiener ever again. Like, don't make me look at yours. It is not impressive. Maybe that's the goal. Maybe it is. It's some sort of weird, like, control, look at my wiener thing. Well, I can't even see your wieners behind your hand. That's how unimpressive it is. Gross. That has happened to me way too many times. Lock the door and then knock. But don't you don't have to knock on a porta potty. That's the rule. The assumption is if a porta potty is green, no one's in there. Yeah. Don't be that person who's in there. I think that's fair. Don't be that person who's in there. Because I'm not knocking, but I will get mad and I will yell at you if you're in there and it's green. What if it's a girl? I don't know. I still don't want to. Like, what if she's like wiping? I don't want to <laughs> see that. No, thank you. No, thank, that is not the the that is not the situation that I want to see a a lady. All right, so let's, I'm going to skip over. We have a couple, but like some of the ones that we've told before, like you guys have all heard the story of the Instagram couch. I mean, we're sitting on the Instagram couch right now. I know. So, so it worked out, but we would still record. never recommend buying this couch no. for fun- like functionality. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> then there's like, you know, we've talked about sk- our skiing experience to- together and <sighs> me telling Meredith she's capable of doing something when she's not and it just becoming a whole thing. Um, but I think let's tell a story that we haven't told and it was a recent one. And for those of you who are cat owners out there, this one is going to be a word of warning. Uh, we're going to end on this one, right? Yeah. Okay. We're going to wrap it up quickly. <coughs> and, um, the, the title of this story, this lesson learned is Always clip your cat's nails. Alternate title. It's not always appropriate to laugh. (laughs) (laughs) Alternate title. (laughs) Don't scream at your cat. (laughs) It's not their fault. (laughs) Alternate title. You can't calm your cat down by screaming in its face. <laughs> the right move is never to grab their neck and scream. <laughs> okay, so I'm gonna paint the picture. It's like 9 p.m. Meredith and I usually wrap things up and go to bed around 9:15. So we're like really wound down. We're just ready to go to bed, on the verge of sleep. We're just outside of our bedroom in our like loft TV area, and. Ivy's claws are really sharp and I like I try to clip them but she doesn't like it so I kind of like I I can do like three and then I can do three like a couple days later it's just kind of like I try my best but it's very difficult 
and she needs to be really calm for me to do it. So if Rue's around, it just will not happen. So we're watching TV and another thing that Ivy does sometimes is she, her crinkle balls. Well, she likes to create games for herself. Yeah. So one of her favorite games is where she pushes a crinkle ball or a toy under the couch and then she like lays on her side and like fiddle farts around with her paw trying to find it. Yeah. You've seen a cat do this. Yeah. Um, she also seems to be quite taken with like the bottom of the couch we have upstairs. There's like a piece of fabric that I guess is like torn or it's a, like a separate piece that kind of sags down under the couch. It's like this. If you were to get another piece of furniture made, you would cut that fabric off and send it off. Yeah. It's like what it's so like. it basically is something for her to play with. So sometimes because Ivy's claws are so sharp, you'll be carrying her like petting her and her claw will get stuck like on your sweater. And naturally like she panics a little bit because it's like she's stuck. And so sometimes she'll like hiss or like she'll meow and then you kind of have to like get her off of you, like help her, help her. Um, But this moment she got like really latched on with her arm underneath the couch. So her claws were stuck to the bottom of the couch. She's like laying on this on her side, paw facing up and is stuck. And so she starts kind of like screaming, well, like, like not screaming. She's like kind of meowing, growling a little yeah, bit. She's like, like kind of like trying to get it off and like flustered. And so we kind of look down and we're like, Oh, Ivy. And kind of like laugh. Cause it's kind of funny. Yeah. Cause she's always like, nothing bad has ever happened. She tends to work it out. Yeah. Um, but like this was kind of going on. Yeah. And then Rue kind of popped her head off and was up and was like, oh shoot, Ivy. And so she, she kind of starts making her way <laughs> over, which of course makes Ivy panic even more. Now Ivy's really growling. Cause she's like, she even though she and Rue are buddies, Rue is in her mind like, that's a wolf. And it really needs to not be around me when I'm in this situation where I'm feeling very vulnerable. So and not in like a fun Ver- Brene Brown so, kind of vulnerable yeah. way. <laughs> like this is not the the fun haha vulnerability. This is like in her mind like a life and death situation. And she was acting like it. Like it went from zero to <laughs> ten or from like two to ten really fast. Yeah. And she was like screaming, like like not like meowing, like a short meow. It was like an elongated, like high pitch. <laughs> yeah like it was really kind of scary um so like we were we were like trying to help her and she's her claws stuck yeah and her she's flipping her body around i was like she's gonna tear her shoulder i don't know what like cat anatomy (laughs) shoulder like i don't know what that anatomy is but like it can't go 360 and she's like she's using her other three paws to like push her away from the couch but i feel like that was just like latching her in even tighter yeah, i mean like cats i would not say a strong suit of theirs is physics and like that was on full display yeah like, you need to go the other way here kitty <laughs> you need to go towards the couch yeah and she wasn't and no. like yeah flipping around like basically doing somersaults around her arm like working <laughs> her arm it was horrible to watch and so my reaction when something bad is happening is to like kind of uncomfortably like hysterically laugh. I have never seen this happen before. Apparently it's a thing. It's like, it was really, it was, it started out funny. I don't know if that was it. It's like, you know, when you walk, watch kook slams or someone gets injured, uh-huh. it's like kind of funny when you're like detached from it. Mm-hmm. But when you're in the moment, you're like, oh my God, I have to help this person. Yeah. But I don't have that. It's like, I know in my mind I should help someone and I'm, I, I'm there to help them, but I'm also so uncomfortable with the situation that I'm also kind of hysterically laughing. Yeah. And it's really awful when I'm like around someone who's actually hurt. Yeah. Like we were around our friend this summer who like bashed her lip mountain biking and it was like bleeding. And I was like, oh my God. Oh my God. I, I can't be here. Cause it was so hard not to laugh. And I didn't think it was funny. It's just like a weird nervous thing that you but do. But people don't know that. Yeah, well, I didn't know that. And, and so, so like I'm like laughing, but also panicking. And Meredith is panicking only, I'm, but also mad that I'm laughing because she doesn't think I'm taking this seriously. No, I didn't think you were taking it. I was like, this is not fucking funny. <laughs> this poor animal thinks it's going to die and might actually damage itself. Yeah. So anyways... <laughs> Meredith's reaction 
which arguably was worse than my reaction. I don't think it was worse. At least I was being helpful and trying to calm her. Okay. I did. I, I moved. I did start with, uh, from a place of calm. You, you kind of approached and you were trying to help her, but she was attacking us trying to help her. Yeah. I mean, she was, you couldn't get your hand in there to help because she would shred your arm. Yeah. It was really bad. And so what Meredith did was like, she's trying to get Ivy to calm down. Cause like the more frantic she is, the worse this is becoming. She like, so I decided to fight fire with fire. <laughs> <laughs> you got like, this is this tight, like 10 pound cat, this cute little face. And she's screaming and terrified. And <laughs> Meredith decides that the best course of action is to get in this cat's face, like probably six inches away from this cat and yell <laughs> the words, <laughs> calm down. We're trying to help you. <laughs> Stop! It's <laughs> <laughs> so like I, through my hysterical laughter, I'm like, I don't think that helped. I don't think we should be yelling at her. And then I, I was like, okay, well, you're not going to be helpful because you're laughing. Then you directed your your anger towards me, and I you did. were like, get the dog. And I was like, at least maybe if we get the dog out of her eye shot. She'll calm down. And at this point, Rue was like, I want to be out of here. <laughs> so I don't know what, I don't know what transgressed after that. All I know is like, I ended up grabbing Rue, who's like normally a really hard dog to pick up and carry because she's a puppy and she's around 40 pounds now. I don't, number one, don't even remember picking her up. I don't think she weighed anything. She was like zero pounds. My adrenaline was there going. There was a lot of adrenaline. And she was totally fine with it. She was like, I don't know where you're taking me, but it is going to be better than right here, right now. This is going to be better than the situation that we're in. Take me away. Put me in the garage. I'll be fine with that. So I'm carrying her. I'm like, you know, I, I drop her in the hallway a little further away. And I don't know. I was like, stay here in the hallway, puppy. Listen to me. And then you say like, oh, she, Ivy's fine. She's off. She's she got detached. free. And then the only thing that I was standing in the hallway with Rue and I just like lost it. I just started like weeping. And then I could hear your dumb ass <laughs> on the couch over there still laughing. And so that made me more upset. It made me more weepy. And it was just my my nervous system. I'm getting worked up just thinking about this. My nervous system was not okay after that. Yeah, we had to stay up to like wind back down for like another hour and a half. Yeah, it was. And I had to do a lot of explaining. (laughs) Yeah, I was like, I need you to explain yourself right now because you have made me very upset. We had to like check Ivy. And you know what? That dang cat. The of apple all? doesn't. The apple doesn't fall far from the tree. Of all she's four of us, she's still going at it. I under know that couch. I'm like, get away from there, you idiot! She's still like to to this day, <laughs> still picking at the bottom of the couch. Like of all four of us, though, you, me, Rue, and Ivy. Ivy got over that the quickest. <laughs> Rue was did. like not okay. We weren't okay, and Ivy's like, oh, well, has anyone seen my crinkle ball? <laughs> You know, God, yeah, she cat. bounced back quickly. Yeah, but it definitely was a concern making sure she was okay. Even like her paws, like the amount she was pulling on her claw, you would think there would have been some sort of like like damage she, there, but no, she was fine, totally fine. Animals are resilient. Oh man, but we after probably twelve hours, it turned into something we could laugh about. Yeah, and I every time I, I envisioned Meredith screaming at Ivy like that. It was just hysterical laughter that would come out. <laughs> we would every every once in a while we just start laughing because you'd think back to it and how, how just how straight up ridiculous that situation was, which it was. Yeah, full stop. Ridiculous. I was like, if only we had had like a house camera to record that situation. Yeah, there are definitely moments as a, a, a mid thirties <laughs> adult female who could, if I wanted to, bear children. In theory. There are moments when I am certain that not having kids is the right call right now. And that was one of those moments. When I saw my reaction and then I saw your reaction, I was like, no, nah, we don't need kids. This, we don't need to do that to I, a human. Yeah, that, that was a pretty good indication we were not in, in a place for children yeah. at the moment. But Yep. Um, so, yeah, lesson, I guess, is... Um, yeah, keep those keep those claws tidy. Yeah, I did trim her claws the following day. One day yeah. too late, but oh man. Anyways, thanks for hanging in there and listening to our rambling stories. We hope you enjoyed them. 
really no point at all to this podcast other than to make you laugh and make ourselves laugh and relive some humorous moments from some weird moments of our life. We're it, don't. If we, you made it this no, far, no, send no, us a no, helicopter no. emoji. The helicopter emoji in it. <laughs> no. Don't send a helicopter emoji. Send a helicopter Any emoji. if anyone does that on my personal DM, I'm blocking you. Send it. Um, this marks the last podcast that we're going to be doing solo in, in that we are going to have a podcast editor. Oh, come on, Alex. A po- uh, we're working with a production company. That's what I meant. Yep. And so we're going to be on a much tighter schedule with episodes. There'll be weekly episodes. They will be a little bit um, tidier. We're going to have new music, new intro, all that's coming. It's going to be amazing. It so marks, we kind of wanted to to send off. Yeah, this our, closes the chapter. This huh? closes yeah. the chapter on <laughs> not knowing what we, we're doing. And I thought that having a completely random storytelling episode would be kind of fun. The best to, way to, to close the chapter on us riding solo <laughs> on this journey. Yeah, it's going to be Riding solo together. Sometimes, and this is this just goes to show you, it's what we do. Uh, when you aren't doing the things that you want to do to the extent that you want to do them, sometimes it's okay to hire help, and that's what we're we're doing. Not because we're not awesome at podcasting, because I think we are, but um, it's just going to help us be even better. So, yes, thank you for listening. Like, subscribe, share, all of that stuff, and yeah, we'll um, catch you guys on the other side. Mm-hmm.